Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK is unknown, and we watched three things this week. We started off with the first episode of Miss Marvel out on Disney+, and then we watched the fourth episode of Obi-Wan, also out on Disney+. Spoiler alert for both those things. And then finally, we went to the theaters for Jurassic World Dominion. Major spoiler alert for that one as well. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of quick follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? Okay, we finally got to watch Miss Marvel. How did we feel? Are we? Ha- I ki- I kind of know the answer to at least Jackie, but you know what? What is? Uh, what were our first impressions? I'm happy to go first if we want. I loved it. I had a really good time. I was very sad we only got one episode because they've been dropping at least two for most things. So it was kind of a bummer for me to only get the one. But I was very very worried because they changed her powers, as we all know. Um, and so I was very like, oh my god, what are they doing? Like, I hope they treated this well. And and honestly, it feels so much like the comic, like all of the like, um, the way like the little animations and the way that it, you know, like all of that felt really, really true to the comic. And same with her friendship with um, uh, God, I'm gonna forget his name right now, but you know, her buddy and and her parents and all of that felt so lived in and like real to me that I was just very happy with what we saw. Okay, Matt? Yeah, I thought it was delightful. I had a really good time. I I too wanted more, uh, but I also kind of am excited that they felt the first episode was strong enough and that, and it was, that I'm looking forward to the next. My big, one of my big takeaways from it, I, I am familiar with the character. I haven't read, I don't think quite as much as Jackie has with her. I am obviously sad as a big inhuman stand that they're not doing that with her. But I did think it was fun that while we still don't know the origins of this amulet, this bracelet, that's, you know, it's very white tiger. If you're familiar with that character in Marvel, what they're doing Ooh. with her. But, but um, with, while we still don't know the origins of it, whether it's going to be linked to the gods or whatever it is, I did like that it still was, seems to be linked to her personal family and kind of heritage where it's kind of fun whereas you know when you look at Inhumans and going through the Terrigen Mist it's something that unlocks something very potentially something very special within your own DNA and so I'm excited about the idea I do not know that this is where we're going but the idea that maybe this bracelet what it's giving her could be somewhat unique to her like I don't know like maybe it affects the different people differently that have welded it you know and so that kind of speaks to a little bit of what in, in humanity is mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe. And I kind of like that if that's what they're doing. I thought that was fun. I, I really do like that it sort of ties to her grandmother who's sort of eccentric in some way, right? And we'll see. I, I just really want, yeah, I, I really want it to tie into her somehow and make it personal in some way, right? And let's be very honest, her original powers, like she can um, stretch and make parts of herself bigger and stuff. She calls it embiggen, which is kind of hilarious, but I'm going to miss that. And they'll probably work it in somehow. But um, I think, let's say that they wouldn't do the CG on that well. So in some ways, I think this is like a reprieve from some pretty awful CG that could happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here's to hoping that, you know, the origin story, I'm still, I'm still holding judgment on it until we really get the full story, but... It feels like they're going in the right direction with it. And so I'm I'm excited about that. It looked a lot less cheesy than it could have when she did get big hand to save the girl, right? right. It did look like it could have looked like, uh, but the blue better. helps it. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it well, does. the like it the prismatic rainbowy. Sure. Yeah. 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 
it's a very youthful. Uh, I'm I'm going to refrain from making any comments in this section because I have seen episode two and I mm-hmm. don't have enough of a poker face one way or another for this. But I was so happy watching this because I was just like, especially coming after Moon Knight, you know, and and my only familiarity with this character is actually through the Marvel Avengers video game, mm-hmm. which I thought it was amazing that they gave her like she is the lead of the video game right that that was it's a cool move on its own and you play through her backstory a little bit um i think it's closer to the comic backstory i know i know in terms of her powers it's closer to the comic backstory you know which has its ups and downs and sad things and so watching the first episode i was just like oh no don't fight with your parents <laughs> but yeah i thought they did such a good job of capturing like the teenage quirky girl experience without making her an outcast you know, like she has friends. She's just doing her own thing. I related so much to some of the awkward moments. I loved the the animation bits. I thought that looked better than half the stuff that we've seen in half the other shows, you know? Yeah. I know it's because it's a different style, but it's also really nice to see just a different visual style in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe in such a like an aggressive way. But yeah, it's just I- still fun seeing like a little a fangirl mm-hmm. who kind of gets and like and that's one thing that I always loved about these comics is that it was someone who got powers and then was excited about it. <laughs> you right, know? right. It was like joyful about getting these powers. I love seeing someone joyful and happy about being a superhero. Obviously, she's young enough that she doesn't get how bad things are going to get. But like I appreciated kind of that about her. I want to go like in defense of her parents. That is the most nightclub feeling convention, convention I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've been to quite a few of them. They should put on a party like that for us uh, at Comic-Con or something. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had the stress thought of like, oh, no, we're going to have another convention we're going to have to go to. Being around a convention was fun. And I think, you know, she, to all those points about her, it's like I felt like as a character she could have very easily, especially as the old curmudgeon that I am, she very easily could have skewed annoying. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find her annoying. I thought she was really funny. I thought that, that the actress has a lot of charm about her. Yep. And she does it really well. And obviously, you might be able to guess, but mom is my favorite character. I laughed <laughs> I at her. everything everything she said I laughed at. And I, I yeah, would have I just thought it was just such a fun time. Costumes. I understand. <laughs> I like, loved that whole costume I, so I, much. I, totally I loved it so much. I understand as an adult, like, but now I would have killed if my, I'm like, when my, my you know, as a 15 year old, I would have been embarrassed or whatever. But I think like as an adult looking back and just seeing like her mom go through the trouble of doing that for her and like really wanting to make it special for her. And like yeah. that just makes my heart happy. You know what I mean? And just like, oh, your parents are just she loves you. You know, it's such a poignant and- example of the different languages that that teenagers and adults are speaking at that time. Right. right. Like and mom it made was- me so. I'm letting you go, and here are the parameters, but also I also went and made you a costume. She sewed these costumes. I'm like, trying to invest in the thing that you're interested in. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. just not what the teenager wants, and so then it's sad and hurtful, but it's like you get – I totally get both sides of it. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Mm-hmm. I literally – I have a story like this. My mother was a, is an amazing human, and she was making us – Hogwarts robes for the midnight release of Order of the Phoenix. Ooh. We were all dressing up as Hermione. I don't know why we all decided all four of us were Hermione, but it's okay. She was the we, only girl. Like, let's do the thing. <laughs> okay. And she was like working on our robes and she went out to IHOP and got us all breakfast on her way back. And I was so mad at her because the robes were not finished. 
and they weren't even close to being done. And I was like, why would you waste your time getting us breakfast at this place when we're not even close to done? And I was like angry at her. And she was like, oh, I was just trying to make it special. And I just remember that moment, like as a teenager being like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like just knowing that like she was just genuinely trying to make it special and all I was doing is worrying that it wasn't done. And like, I don't know. I just, I just remember those feelings and it, it was yeah. very good example of like, what it feels like to grow up as a teenage girl in some of those ways too. I I definitely also had the like regretful flashbacks of being like, God, I was such an ungrateful shit. Like still I'm sometimes an ungrateful shit, but at least now I can recognize it. You know, this, I was just like, oh no. And I just kept being like, don't fight with your parents. They love you. Like this is one, they're going to hold this against you for the rest of your life because you're come from like, you know, <laughs> being, you know, obviously not growing up Pakistani or Pakistani American, I was still like, as someone who grew up in a, a different type of Asian household, or I don't know what they consider themselves, but you know, a culturally adjacent household, I was just like, I relate so hard to this right now, and I loved it. Well, and that's the thing is, I I, I can't speak to it, but I had hoped while watching it, it felt like it might be. I had hoped that I was like, I hope this is so culturally accurate because it's. Well, I do know that it um, is culturally accurate in the sense that my friend, I have a friend who's Muslim and um, she has a couple of friends that she knows that are kind of high in the high in her. um, Like her local mosque community. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say church and I knew it was wrong and I couldn't, I just couldn't come up with it. Thank you. So high in her mosque um, with her. And they actually have a panel of um, Pakistani American Muslims who watched all of it and made notes throughout the entire process. I, yeah, I'm sure there was the a cultural trust finish. for sure. So it was yeah. like a very like intense thing, which is yeah. wonderful too. Yeah, it was. I I just like I liked it so much, and I was so. I think we talked about this at the end of Moon Knight, where I said at least I was like, I don't know if I have to watch. You know do we have to watch Marvel shows going forward based on Moon Knight? And I'm like, I don't, I'm, we know that this one correlates or like leads into the Marvels already. So fine. But I would have been so happy to watch this anyway. Yeah. It just brought fun, fun back, which I think we've been missing a little bit here and mm-hmm. in the MCU. And I also really felt, I really, even though while watching it, you know, this is an origin story. We know like, you can see the signs on the wall, you know, what's coming mm-hmm. while watching it, even if you knew nothing, but it felt to me like it was more about a person than it was about the thing. It didn't mm-hmm. feel, even though she's obsessed mm-hmm. with the thing, it didn't feel like an origin story in that way to me. And while watching it, I honestly had the thought, and I said it to my friend who was watching it, and I was just like, I feel like you could make this entire show exactly as it is and have this girl not get powers. And it's still a really fun, like, teenage high school, like, comedy. Yeah. yeah. Like, Who's just obsessed with the Avengers? Yeah, somebody who lives in the world. Of, yeah, totally. And it still just was so fun on its own. Because they made all the characters really lived in and true, and like they felt like three D people. You know, like every like our whole family, all had distinct personalities, and and it was just it's just nice to see. Yeah, yeah I, I even like that she's quirky, outcast ish, whatever, but. Liking Avengers is cool, right? Because the the popular girl, the influencer girl, 
dresses as Captain Marvel, right? Like she attends AvengerCon. It's it's a mainstream thing in this mm-hmm. universe, and like that, it feels right, you know, where it's just it's, like it's oh. the universe I dreamed of growing up in. To be honest, <laughs> right. I was like I was talking to my friend. It was funny because we were in the same graduating class, and I was like, "Do you remember? Uh, my class was very." Um, we want to do all the things where like we were freshmen and had class sweaters and like, you know, we were, you know, when you, the stuff you usually do at seniors, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But it was very kind of like, who cares? It doesn't have to be just for seniors and upperclassmen. And I remember it was, you know, going in, it was 2001, 2002 school year. And I remember in 2000, like in the spring, it was like, Oh, submit designs for the sweatshirt and, or the shirt or whatever you can buy. And I remember very clearly, like we were 2005 was our class. And I, had drawn and my sister helped me draw it of course but i had drawn a captain america it was post 9 11 and he was holding up the shield and it was one of the zeros and i was i guess i was feeling very patriotic i'm not even a big cap fan like whatever but it was like my submission i'm not saying it would have or should have won yeah nobody voted for it and everybody that i remember talking to whatever they're like who's that and it's so funny because you can't even imagine a world where people don't know who captain america is now yeah. And what one was a design with like M&Ms or something. It was something completely irrelevant to anything. So that's what I mean. is like in today's world, it may have had a chance. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like. It would have won. It would have won. And it was well yeah. drawn because my sister did most of it. And she's yeah, an yeah. artist. And so it wasn't like it was just some crappy drawing. It was a thing. But I just, I remember so clearly. And I don't, I've never cared about that. Like I'm, people would like poke me because I was always a comic book kid. So people were like, you know, like, oh, they make funny, you read comic books to school. But it never, it was not something that actually bothered me. I was like, I don't care. Like whatever. But it's so it's such a commentary on, I think, what, how the culture has shifted and largely because of the MCU, which is cool, but, but it's, it's, uh, it felt like such a commentary and I was just like, ah, this would have been a really fun time to be in high school. I just, yeah, (laughs) I loved her making her costume and having dreams of just winning and just being like, you know, I don't know. America moment. It was just so fun. I I have a tangential story to Matt's in that we had like senior shirts, right? And somebody in our class was like a, pretty good designer it was one of the guys but this was like the girl's shirt and he did a very cool like geographic print whatever or something design it wasn't like anything it was it was more subtle and for whatever reason they voted to do like the godfather font with the 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 puppeteer i was like what the fuck are you doing like what is this weird basicness like i don't even think half of you have seen the godfather like what is this where is this coming from? Like, what is the origin of this? At my so school? Tacky. I don't know. I don't know why. We didn't let anyone vote. Student council just decided. Oh, no, I actually, it may have been the student council, you know, who were like the tacky popular <laughs> whomevers that yeah. I didn't do any of the work. And me and the girl who went to fucking Harvard did all the work on student council. That's so I fun. loved student council. I'll be honest. I thought it was so fun. Oh, well, I was I a non-elected the- position. I was the tech person i was like i had the best job i was the first first original historian they called it they oh my made god it. They made it for me but it, i was literally just tasked with filming and photographing everything and making it oh yeah i got here. this weird position i got this weird position i can't even remember what it was called but and i applied for it my freshman year and then it was like a title i got to keep the whole four years and i was the student representative for this board where it was me a teacher and the principal and we made like decisions about the school and like what I don't know what budget money got spent on and shit and it was just like the three of us and I got to do it for all four years it was really fun actually I just and, and I, I think I only got it because I was like the only person who applied because 
they like list, you know, they listed yeah. off somewhere and then no one cares about this weird student representative. And all the I only people who like, care about meeting with the principal are the ones who want to be class president. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just, yeah. So it's just like, that. and so I just had this like automatic seat on student council for all the student council stuff, but then also got to go to these like secret budget meetings and decide <laughs> what we were going to spend our money on. It was so, so budgeting now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why would they trust me? I don't know. <laughs> because you were the only one who found the listing. They're like, nah, all right, she's my girl. If they can see, if they can read, she's literate. <laughs> yeah, she's it. She's. <laughs> I I just briefly looked up. I think my senior class president, whatever. I've not thought of this person in a very long time. Their Facebook, like Heather, is still people from high school. I have some friends from high school still, but yeah. like they're not my fucking head any sorry i'm swearing yeah. a lot today but i'm just in a mood anyway miss <laughs> marvel what a delight it's a fun time you know, yeah, I mean, I'm we forward. all have stories that correlate to things that happen in here so i yes. feel like it touched you know it really you know uh not not touched a nerve but like it, it, i don't know universally like connected with us or yeah, at least yeah. like having gone through a very universal at least american experience you know mm-hmm. um i i think they've very brilliantly captured it and i'm excited yeah for you to see next did you week. what it like before i know we're gonna wrap it up here but the the credit scene did it mean anything to either of you it did not oh only God, i don't think i watched a credit scene you didn't miss Jesus. a lot yeah. it's mid credits you need to start doing that only because i was like wait why do i know that woman and i was like oh yeah. she's from orange is the new black literally so like my only thought jackie it was just two guys that were just like seeing the video and seeing that she had powers and taking note of it. I'm like, oh, interesting. Like, the like, authorities, you know, people in the authorities. The authorities, the authorities. Yeah. And my only thought was, I was like, oh, are we like teasing, deep teasing like Young Avengers stuff? Hmm. But then my one friend did say that they were from, those guys were in No Way Home. And they're like what? agents or something in that. Like not S.H.I.E.L.D., but like they work for like the Bureau or something. I don't know. I don't know what, I have no idea. But that, my only thought was like, oh, maybe they're teasing Young Avengers. I can't imagine what else they'd be teasing. I don't really know. But. And I thought it'd be fun if we maybe are going to see other Young Avengers. Maybe, you know, I mean, historically in the comics, Kate Bishop's kind of the head of that, you know? And so, well, head, uh, she's a leader in it. It's She's not, what's his face? But, you know. But, oh, my God. Um, so we're going to have to unfollow what's her face from Instagram. But I was like, that'd be interesting. If, like, no. she showed up. Or who, I don't know who else. But even though they seem to be kind of pinning Kate with Yelena, who I think would be more Thunderbolts. I don't know. But it just made me think, like, oh, maybe they're going to kind of go into that. Who knows, though? Uh, you will see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we also, I forgot. I didn't forget, but like, I was like, oh yeah, we watched Obi-Wan this week. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. Uh, thoughts? It's, I, I continue to, Jackie, I'm very curious for you. You, you haven't been the last couple of weeks we've talked about Obi-Wan. I continue to enjoy, enjoy the show. I continue to also not feel barely any stakes with anything that's happening. Jackie, something that I had like brought up, I think last week, but I, I like baby Leia. I do still very, very much feel that the inclusion, the timeline and the inclusion of baby Leia as the person in distress here really keeps no. us in a box. It keeps it us really in a box does. where we can't like, if this was some other force sensitive child or and there's some other reason that, Obi-Wan was called to, re- to action here. It, you know, we would actually be maybe able to worry about the fate of this kid. Mm-hmm. But here it's kind of like, I, I mean, she's about to be tortured and this and that. And I'm kind of like, I just don't really care. Like, she's, like, we know she turns out to be a really wonderful, wonderful human and seems fine. 
I'm sure she's been through hardships and stuff, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's having a hard time with the stakes for me. I'm loving, I, I can't think of her name. What's her name? Indira Sand Barma? Snake. Yeah, but what's her name in the show? Oh. Um, it's four letters. I'm love, I, I am liking her character a lot, and I do care about her, and I do not want her to have harm. I'll say that. She was the one that I was the most worried about in you don't uh, know the her sequence. Fate. Because I don't know her. She's the literally the only person we don't know survives or not, right? right. And so I was just kind of like excited that at least I thought she was going to die. I thought it would have been, mm-hmm. to be honest, I thought it, I think it, it would have been, been better if she died. If yeah. killed her. Yeah. Um, to be real, like, because I think there I should have been better stakes. Because we'll killing a random flight dude that we spent two seconds with was not much. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> can I just, so it was like, oh, hey, it's O'Shea Jackson Jr. Okay, that's a, like a known actor. Oh, hey, it's my Erskine from Pen15. That's a known actor. And then when White Boy shows up and like, I was like, I don't know who that is. I was like, Guess who's our who's our red shirt? Basically, yeah. <laughs> somebody had to die. I was a little bummed they didn't take the bait and actually like kill her. When I love her and I didn't want her to die, but like you like you've been saying, you know, there is no stakes really in the show. That being said, I'm enjoying myself pretty thoroughly. But I love, I, I like. I mean, the, there's like some young adult Leia books that I love too. I like just knowing everything about her and and how she grew up and who she is and and all that stuff. So enjoying the story for the sake of the story, but it would just be so much cooler if they could add in stakes somewhere. I also <laughs> like the Leia books and stuff, and especially the Claudia Gray one. I do like it when she's younger, but I feel like I would be more interested to see 10-year-old Leia on Alderaan than I am yeah. seeing 10-year-old Leia in peril and obi-wan having to save her just because it's like right. again we know this is going to end up okay for both of them. Mm-hmm. honestly i would watch a whole show about 10 year old leia and alderaan not wanting yeah. to go to parties well and struggling with <laughs> the politics yeah. and everything and this yeah. and, I mean, and, and you know just, just learning parents, be a, you know, a good princess and like all that stuff because i mean you could make a good show about that you yeah. know and i would watch the shit out of it yeah you know this i'm curious to see where we're going in this next penultimate episode i don't know what kind of I mean, clearly they were just trying to set something because this last episode was basically filler. Like it didn't really get us much further. We didn't really learn much. We didn't really do a lot. So I'm thinking it must have been it must have set us up for something in this next episode because penultimate episodes are usually very action packed. Yeah, and I just don't know like where, where else can going. we really yeah, go with it's, this? It's you know, more escape, right? It's just going right? to be like maybe it's just, va- it's, a, it's a Vader confrontation. Yeah, I um, think we're going to have to have another Vader situation with Obi. I think I I thought this episode, especially because we ended episode three with him like passed out, I really thought that this was going to be our flashback episode, seeing Clone mm-hmm. Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like we still must be doing that at some point. Maybe I'm crazy, but it feels well, like Well, because, like, why be, did but... we... I, I literally said this to to someone who I was watching with, and I was just like, why why did we bring out Hayden? Like, mm-hmm. why did we pretend like Hayden was in this show? Like, mm-hmm. even if he's in the Vader suit, like, I don't think we needed to parade him around at all the news media outlets and be like, he's in this show. Yeah. Because he hasn't done shit yet. Oh, well, you know? Vader suit's enough of a reason to bring him back. He's not in the Vader suit. It's three, it's three stunt people. It's never him? It's never him. Oh, I thought it was sometimes. No, nope, even three, if it's it's three even, Hayden-sized stunt yeah. people. But let's say let's pretend it was though. Even if it had been, it's like right. that still wouldn't be enough of a right, reason right, enough to of a reason. Him back, yeah, you know, like 
you just you get yeah. and, and it's, it's like we have to get to some clone wars something and it's like yeah. and i've just been like chomping at the bit for it you know and just like yeah. so what are we gonna do we're gonna have like one episode of that maybe you know I... and then we get some sort of reveal I, I just don't really get it like i don't i don't i don't really understand the point i mean i i could see this having been a ploy to suck us in and then force us to watch like a Reva show or I would be okay with this following part, a Reva or Indira Varma show about like, Matt and I talked about this briefly last week, you know, the Jedi Underground Railroad Path. Like, I it, would be so into that. Right. I was like, so it's was like, like maybe, cool. <laughs> maybe they force us with this reunion. Like, I think, yeah. I think Ewan on his own would have been enough of a draw, but by being like, whoa, you gotta go, they're both here. You know, yeah. Using that, it to introduce that hooks something. us like no questions asked. I mean, and then- you give us you guys probably characters. talk this or whatever, but I loved seeing Vader in full power and being a total like creep and like I, I loved that. I was so into it. And well, and I, the mention of Quinlan Voss, like we talked about this last week, but like it that sent me sent me over, and I, I love Quinlan, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, give me an entire series about Quinlan helping young force people. Question oh, I had for I the would two definitely. of you: Were should we should I have known who any of those crystallized Jedi were, or are they just yes? <laughs> okay, I, I was like, I figured Only, they were yeah. people of some sort of. I didn't had to watch it twice to get this, okay. but yes, that's I, I figured. <laughs> but it was just like this is clearly like a deeper well, layer. Someone told me Plo Clune was in it, or how do you pronounce his name? And I was like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> and also, his ship got got actually shot down out of the air. So good luck getting his body, like. Because I remember that. When I, have, I have questions about the like, crystallizing process, too. I'm yeah. like, they're very, well, they're actually, like, very odd. Yeah, and I didn't recognize, I don't know if most of them were supposed to be recognizable, but, but Master Sinube, I the first one he sees when he's like, it's a tomb, whatever. Like, I did, I did audibly, I made noises. Because he's just so sweet. And I was like, we don't, we never know what happened to him. But it was a thing where, like, he's, He's just so precious. And it was like seeing him like that. It was like, oh, because it just felt like, okay, well, he had a bad death. Then, Like a, a death well, isn't good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but this is this is my thought. I, it didn't seem like deaths to me. It seemed like preservation. Right. I thought they were like preserving. Oh, see, my theory with this is that they're preserving them. Mm-hmm. Until, to like study them. To or... study them. Or remember that episode? In I think it was Clone Wars and Dana, so you probably wouldn't know about this, but they had the bones of a master um, that they used to lure Jedi because oh, um, they can sense the like because they can sense the power in them mm-hmm. still, and so they were using them to lure Jedi to them, and so I thought that maybe they were trying to extract the Force from them somehow, the midi find a way to use them. You know what I mean? Find a way to yeah. use them in some um, way. And well, that they weren't dead, but like tortured. Yeah. I would be elated to find out that Master Sunume is alive. But it was just really yeah. sad to see. I was like, this is sad. Like, <laughs> it just, you couldn't have picked a more, a kinder, well, more like elderly, just, he's, I mean, God, he's alive in the High Republic era. Like, he's even in those books. And it's like, it's around forever. And he's just, he's so sweet. I went, because I have not seen or finished, I'm very early on it still. I was like, oh, is this an eventual lead into some sort of like the Palpatine cloning, right? Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that could be true. Yeah, you know. they might be trying to get us like, oh, by the way, this is how yeah. we kept Palpatine alive. Well, and oh, also, oh, God, what if he's like old Jedi pieces? I don't think he's, well, 
Maybe, but also, also, the whole thing of the Mandalorian kicks off with us wanting to study the baby for science, right? Mm-hmm. So it, clearly, mm-hmm. there's some sort of, um, and I know it's post, uh, it's post Palpatine, right? Yeah, post the fall. Mandalorian, yeah, yeah, Mandalorian. Well, well, post like original trilogy Palpatine, not post. <laughs> oh, oh, it's pre, it's pre clone. Palpatine. It's pre sequel trilogy. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's like he was uh, he was clo- he was on Exegol right. Okay, right. So this time. you know I you think know? this maybe feeds into since it's only not that far out. You know, it's still within a lifetime of obviously Palpatine. It you know maybe studying Jedi and f- mm-hmm. turning them into Jello molds is is a uh, well. This is the down that path. This is the beginning of Palpatine's reign as an as an emperor. I mean, this is ten years in, so it's it's exactly what. I know it's not the most popular storyline in the sequel trilogy that that happened with him, but it's it's it, it, you know it is his entire purpose in life is trying to figure out a way to live forever. Right, like that is all he cares about, and besides power, and so it is absolutely something that he would be prioritizing in this time period. Yeah, so that that was yeah. what I thought when I saw the the goo molds. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's an interesting thought, and I would I I think that that would I actually would like that. I think it would bring some. If depth we learned. If we learn more about that, I will be happier about this series in general. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the series is a waste by any means because I just enjoy yeah. stories set in this time period. I'm still so it's all having good. fun. I'm not like, mad about any episode. Every time I'm yeah. watching it, I'm having a great time. I'm, you know, whatever. But yes, it would be so much better with stakes. And it would be, you know. But yeah, I, a path story would be amazing. I would be so into that. I mean, um, yeah, that's what this, that's what at this point, I'm like, that is the best hope I have out of this. <laughs> yeah, because now, obviously, like, I mean, Dana, I know you heard all about my Sabe hopes, which I don't think will happen in the show. <laughs> but I, my main hope now, based on what seems plausible, is that we will at least meet or get a tease of Quinlan mm. in live action, because I think that that could be interesting. And I think Ariva. Uh, going and pursuing. I, I think it's clear. I think everyone agrees. But I think it's clear that Reva is one of the kids in the beginning in the Order 66 mm-hmm. scene. And I think that we're going to learn about that more. And I I think it remains to be seen whether she will have an attempted redemption arc or whether she will be fully not redeemed, whatever. We don't know her fate. I still don't care all that much about her, but I'm, I'm, I like her fine. I just don't care that much about her in one way or the other. But whatever they decide it to be, I would be, I guess, most in favor of it being something that leads into what we're talking about here, where if there is a show about trying to save Force-sensitive younglings. Yeah. Or hunt them down and destroy them. One way or another. <laughs> yeah. one, one of my notes is, oh my God, real hair underwater. <laughs> we so got real hair, hair. Real hair, hair. Real hair. Just always real hair. And then just being, you know, getting a little bored with the action parts of it. Because, like, that shootout in a hallway. How many Star Wars oh, hallway shootouts? was so dumb. And with it's the just water like, and everything. Yeah, I, was I was like, like, are we supposed to, like, is that supposed to raise the stakes somehow? Because every single one of these people we know survives. Yeah, so. I liked, I did like seeing, Jackie, I, I talked a little about just, like, when you look at Vader versus Obi-Wan and like where they're at after episode three and kind of that this series seems to be, I don't know if they'll successfully do it, but we're kind of bridging that gap to Vader in this still very, very much feels like Anakin Skywalker to me. Like when James Earl Jones is talking, I hear Hayden Christensen saying it. And I actually mm-hmm. really appreciate that because he's still like Padme obsessed and pissed and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. But when we meet him in A New Hope, he is realized as a Sith Lord, 
at that yeah. point, and he is one with the dark side. Obi-Wan, we meet him in, in A New Hope, and he is very centered, and he is one with the light side of the Force and confident and calm. We're meeting him now as a broken man. I mean, he kind of died right. on Mustafar, right, with Anakin. And I think this is supposed to be him kind of getting his, like, purpose back. And so I did appreciate when you look at episode three, him largely running away from Vader and not fighting. I mean, Obi-Wan's very known for his defensive tactics and not for offensive. I liked the little hints of seeing him kind of like get his groove back a little bit here. Like that was kind of fun. So I'm like, okay, if we're bridging this gap and we're going to be seeing how, how he becomes who he is in A New Hope, cool. Do I think that it deserves a whole series for that alone? No, I don't. But I was enjoying those little parts, but the hallway scene with the water and the glass was so stupid. I was like, this is dumb. This is just, it looks bad. It's dumb. It's just like, it's this just, it wasn't very interesting. But yes, I, I, I agree. Watching Obi-Wan get his groove back is kind of fun. I like um, people like owning shit and like swirling his lights around and he's like, oh shit, wait, there's a girl here. I have to save little Leia. Like, <laughs> you know, he like, his little, his little move and he's like, oh wait, right, right. Task at yeah. hand. And I, I thought that was kind of fun. A little, I, did, like, I did enjoy that. Um, I thought maybe part of the reason why we had him like rolling around in fire was so that he would somehow look like Alec yeah. <laughs> by the end of this. That's not a bad. The, actually, that would have been they yeah. mark would have Mark Hamilled him. Yeah, yeah, and yet they didn't. They were just like yeah. these fucking back to tanks. Like, yeah. what's funny Jack, is I was gonna say I don't know if you've read the Vader comics, but Vader dreams about doing that to him in those comics, and so it was kind of cool to see. Yes, so, I have, and I was like cheering about it because I I, I love those comics too. I think those are great. oh they're so good. Charles Soule's a they're master. So, so, so good. But yeah. yeah, it was, uh, and so it was kind of fun to see that. It was like oh, okay, cool, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still, I look forward to it. I'm not like, it's not like Moon Knight where I'm forgetting about it. <laughs> but it's also not like, oh God, I better stay up till midnight and watch this. Some, I have because I've just been awake and been like, well, might as well. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's in between. It's not quite appointment television, but it's, it's not homework. It's still same I still day. Get like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I still watch it. I usually watch it at midnight and I'm usually excited about it. And I think it's just, I just like the story and like, but it's not like a oh my god if I don't if I go to bed right now I will die, you know what I mean? Like right, right, right. I can go to bed and watch it yeah. tomorrow, and yeah. it wouldn't really bother me all that much. But I still am very like spoiler phobic and just kind of like if True. something yeah. does happen, like I don't want that ruined for me, you know? Yeah, I I'm more of a because you all you both know I don't stay I'm not successful at staying up late, so I watch it like first thing in the morning. Yeah, but because you know technology etc is the way it is like the first thing i do usually is like check my phone which is a bad idea because then i go oh no and then i have to close it and be like oh we won <laughs> yeah but but it's not because i remember oh it's wednesday morning i need to go watch obi-wan however that is my thought process with miss marvel where i was like mm. oh no on wednesdays i'm gonna be so busy in the mornings um, <laughs> no, i'm so bummed we couldn't get the internet to work so we could watch it together that would have been so fun but I think it speaks to how excited I am for Ms. Marvel versus how sort of still feeling a little obligated uh, to watch Obi-Wan. Yeah, I well, just... it's like it's like you look at it and like where, how they take place and what they're doing. It's like Ms. Marvel's all new and it's the possibilities are still like, what do right. you do with this? And this is very, again, we know what ends up. And so, yeah, the stakes just aren't quite there. But, yeah. but you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, you look at it it's like i'm happy to have two shows that i think are of decent quality in both fandoms that i really enjoy at airing at the same time currently for a couple of weeks i'm like All right, I'll yeah i think yeah. for me like i'm in a good place because i literally just finished clone wars and rebels 
And so, like, I'm, like, really in a place where I'm, like, You're excited really, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, like, whoa. Yeah. So I think it's, like, I think that's, like, adding to the, the fire for me on this one. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, we watched a movie this week, and it was something. It was something. We watched Jurassic World Dominion. How did you two feel? <laughs> uh, I'll go first, I guess, because <laughs> I'm sure Matt has way more to say about it than I do. <laughs> um, uh, as, as you know, it could just be like full disclosure. Got COVID, had it for a while. I've been locked in my fucking house forever, so I'm gonna say that like I had a very good time. Oh. Like I had a really good time, and okay. it could just be because I've been locked fog. in my house <laughs> and like brain fog and like not you know, just like so excited right, to be somewhere is. that was not my couch. Yeah. But it's totally possible that's why. But I did actually have a very good time. Okay. I'm glad to hear that actually, because I was most <laughs> afraid of having making you watch it essentially. <laughs> Matt. You know, it's funny because I I had a good time, I will say, just because I, I I went into this with very low expectations. I did like the first trailer they released. I thought it was I liked okay. it. You know? Yeah particularly remember just, it but sure. yeah i don't know i saw it and i was like i liked uh, cinematography is pretty and i was like okay it kind of feels like so full disclosure i hated the second one like of this yeah. new trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. Watched it. So. well good news I, there was an entire thing in the beginning to catch you up on everything yeah, exactly. that happened by the way it. there's yeah. human clones well yeah and they, they clearly know that people didn't like it apparently because it was i mean that one looked so bad and i was like i can't even watch that and then i did and i was like this was worse than i thought somehow i yeah. hated it and so this, I, I was like, I, I feel it feels impossible that you're going to be able to salvage what you've done here. Um, and I, I, I stand by that. I think it was impossible to salvage. But I had a good time. I was entertained. It did not, what I, what I did, I didn't like it. I will. <laughs> so this is all around about, I thought it was a terrible movie. But, but I was like. This is a very confusing up. review. <laughs> no, sorry. I like wasn't bored during it. And I was laughing and I was like, whatever. Uh-huh. love dinosaurs you both know i'm a dinosaur fanatic and it was like i you know i loved dinosaurs i loved seeing them i liked that we got kind of got back to basics here where obviously first jurassic park these dinosaurs for the most part well velociraptors and dilophosaurus are not accurate in that film okay like as far as how they looked and what they were doing but that aside i was happy that in this we got back to like these are quote-unquote real dinosaurs and we're not like genetically oh, training them, them anymore yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, making yeah, like yeah. indominus rex and blah, like all this shit where it's like oh we're blending it with a raptor or a t it's like this was right. back to just like these are the ones that existed in the wild and we're changing things to make them cooler when we where we want to but these are the ones right yeah but yeah it was <laughs> i mean it felt like a weird like and i mean this in a in a not to sound bad towards 90s thrillers. So because I like 90s thrillers. But this felt like a weird, like, crappy, like, 90s thriller film with, like, there just happened to be dinosaurs there, but it had nothing to do with them. <laughs> no, I think that's an accurate dinosaur yeah. film that had nothing to do with dinosaurs. I was like, what in the yeah, world? I do want to say that I know it's a bad film. I'm just saying I had a good time. Yeah. Sure, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm glad both of you were able to find redeeming things. <laughs> In it, I think it was just slap happy from being able to leave the house, right? And right. like just be with people and just be like, I don't know, man. But yeah, yes, yeah. it was, it was, it was a very bad 90s like action film that happened. Like, How did you make a movie about dinosaurs without involving them in the plot whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> That's 
true, actually. They like, su- like, pretty successfully, like, you could have swapped it out for almost anything. I didn't think of that until you said it. The only plot point that they had to do with was, like, how do we coexist with dinosaurs in the wild? And they didn't solve that. No, it, it was, sure yeah, didn't. It, was it didn't even get thing. close. That was the only thing at, at hand. Yeah. And then they I... put the locusts and stuff. Oh, God. I hated the locusts. <laughs> I mean, I it was it. like flashbacks to Costa Rica 2016 for me. Because oh. they, they're not quite that big, but they are huge there. And they fly around I, like birds. I hate, I hate bugs. That's terrible. So I felt seen in those. In those yeah. I, I felt bad because neither of you were available. And so I managed to convince a coworker who's like, you know, we're pretty new coworkers. But they were like, yeah. we're very friendly. But I was just like, do you want to see some movie? They're like, and sure. you know, right? And it, it, right? It, well, they were like, "Oh, okay," you know. And, but it was not close <laughs> to where either of us lived, yeah. and so I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna have to drive like an, at least an hour and try to, you know, yeah, yeah. hoping it would be more redeeming than it was." And then at the end, I was just like, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry I put you in this position. I'm sorry, I made you do this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry." I mean, it was so long. It was so long. I kept checking my watch. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it was it was. Brutal. I would just like to call out that the original Jurassic Park is barely two hours. It's two like, hours and five and minutes. And it is. And it is. I was shocked when I saw it because I remember I was like trying to figure out dinner or something, and it was like, okay, how long is this going to be? And it's two and a half hours long. I was like, no. Yeah. All these new ones are, but I was like, when you watch this, I was like, what in the? the you, this does not deserve or need this runtime. It's because it's because they're trying to. St- shoehorn the two casts together in the most Ugh. ridiculously convenient way and i'm we've we've talked i'm so over chris pratt and Me. i will actually say i was feeling much more generous towards bryce dallas howard in this one i don't know if it's because either a they gave her like less idiotic things to do mm-hmm. b because i'm feeling more generous towards her in her work on the star wars shows and i'm like fine you have proven yourselves in other arenas I almost wish you hadn't been wasting your time on this and would be doing other things like directing. But I, it just dragged and dragged. And then finally, when the, you know, old guard showed up, I was like, okay, Uh, why did we even have to bother with, I would have been fine if they threw like the kid in and then just like, you know, but I didn't, I didn't need this whole thing. And that would have solved the time part of it. Well, Bryce Dallas Howard was like the only, as far as with her and Chris Pratt anyway, but with most of the cast, she was the only one that was kind of, for me, driving plot that mattered or that I cared about. I like, I was into this idea of like, she's out there trying to stop these dinosaur abusers. Like, you know, and I was like, same. Like, that's what I would be doing. And I was into that. and But that didn't motivate her that. going to the thing, right? Like, we didn't need that in order to... The sure, kidnapping is what does like, it. But I was like, a, I, was, I was with what she was about. Sure. The character, right? And so I was like, okay. And so, I mean, I, but yeah, some of these, these action sequences, I was like, God, like the one where they're like, on the, he's on the motorcycle and she's run, like scaling rooftops with this raptor chasing her. Oh my it God. was like... Okay, there was some fun stuff, like whatever. For the first like four minutes, I was like, "This is a fun sequence," but it went on for an hour, and it, it was a thing way too like, long. Like, I'm sorry. Well, they were just taking it to a place where I'm sorry, but you go watch the original Jurassic Park, and I would even argue perhaps the Lost World. Okay, for the most part, you go watch those, and a lot of it is we are the suspension of like disbelief ends at you can recreate dinosaurs, right? It's crazy shit that's happening, but. Once you're in the world where you believe these dinosaurs exist, most of what happens after that is kind of like within a realm of like you could see it being a thing. 
right? Like, but whatever. Like, at least that's how I feel. And the yeah. action sequences don't go so crazy long. They have tension. They all these things that are like it's more about the tension than it is the crazy action chase scenes, right? And you go into this where. I'm sorry, but like these raptors are clocking like 60 miles an hour. These are like cheetahs, and she's jumping across rooftops, evading this thing. He's on a motorcycle. They keep catching up, and then by some weird way, they keep tripping over themselves every time they get to him. Yeah. You can do that once or twice, but once you yeah. make me sit there for 10 minutes and watch this over and over, I'm like, what are you doing? This is so yeah. stupid. There's no possible way this is happening. Also, I, again, I, I love how nobody is grievously injured in that and it's just like we're Never. on the point we're fine you know we've crashed into a tree we've done all these yeah. things like yet we're still running around which is which is applicable to any of these you know sure. nobody ever shows an but, injury but no well i mean except for the first one there are some I'm and it's true you know the first like, one they kill people and and like that's something we're yeah. always missing like right i don't know if what i have one they- note to filmmakers or creators in general it's like don't be afraid to kill your fucking... Yeah, don't be afraid to do it. Like, make us, like, care about them and then rip them away from us. Like, give me some emotion. And it's, it's like, a thing where in this... Game of Thrones, honestly. Like, yeah. everyone... You don't know who's going to die. Super yeah. obsessed with it because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, and then it's traumatizing because you're like, what the hell? And in this, they... I'm sorry, but it got to a point where by the time these two cast cast teams Met are up, meeting, yeah. when the Gigantosaurus is attacking and stuff, it's like... <laughs> There were zero stakes. And I was like, that was the moment where I was, I mean, the whole, I was already like, this is terrible. But at that point when that thing is there and they're climbing up to the thing and it's like sticking its head in there. I was like, this is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in any film. (laughs) First of all, none of these people are going to die. The only two people that they could kill that had not been invested in were the, were the black characters and they weren't going to do that and they shouldn't, but they weren't. Because you know they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. No. I actually didn't I even think about that, but I yes, you're right. I, th- I thought the comms person. guy was going to die. I thought the comms guy was going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, a, in a sacrificial move, right? And be that, like that, like scene when they're up there and that thing's chasing them, and it's like it was just so badly done. Where it was like each of them had a turn of being in peril, where they almost right. it was got relentless. Eaten. It was just like and each of them had a turn of trying to kill it on their own, and it was like this is so bad. This is. Bad. I feel like. It was like a weird contractual like power play thing, right? Yes. Where it was just like, if you get this, and I actually don't yeah. think the old cast negotiated it this way, but maybe sure. they wrote it this way, right? Being like, okay, well, if Pratt has to do it, then we have to, you know, Dallas has to do it and all this, stuff, you know, it just, it felt formulaic and relentless. And I think this is, is going to be a dual pronged thought. One of the things that I, I always clock this, and I say this about other franchises too, so it's not just that, but the first Jurassic Park set the stage and like the bar for CG and practical effects so high. I still to this day don't understand how we've not been able to match it. But I think one of the things that is getting in the way is that they are constantly feeling the need to up the game and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And so in the last movie we saw is literally like we have to make a bigger dinosaur, right? And it just looks worse because not only are you making it bigger, but you're trying to put it in such utterly absurd circumstances that it just doesn't like you start to lose it right and then this one it's like cool not only do we have to have more dinos we have to put them in more peril we have to do it constantly and it just looks worse and worse and worse each time because it's just like this i just don't i don't want to watch this at this well, point you're I've seen it to a place where you can't do what the first one was doing and you right and you forget about tension and suspense you just go action and i'm I gonna say, say you know yeah. probably i'm not unpopular here but unpopular in general is Michael Bay ruined movies because he decided that every fucking movie needed to get bigger and different. You know what I mean? Yeah. The big bad had to be bigger. The 
you know, the um, chase scenes had to be longer and cooler. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but they made like 50 years of Bond films that didn't really up the ante very much between films. Right. They, they, They updated to whatever like the modern era was, but the formula stayed within right. reason yeah but, but, but it wasn't crazy you know and that's <laughs> another couple, couple where we went to space so you know it's yeah. a, 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 say there's, yeah but just like for the most part well you can do it right you yeah. can have a franchise that doesn't have to do that and unfortunately you know i blame michael bay mostly but i mean i'm sure someone who studies action films probably has a better succinct thing for that but it's just like i don't I hate that mentality and I and I think it just like ruins movies. Yeah, I, I think the the plots become ungrounded and then the CG also ends up becoming yeah. ungrounded. It's all quantity the over quality these right. days and this was a very I mean I appreciate that they still did use some practical effects and they made sets and they stuff. They looked worse like though. They seemed like know, the animatronic dinos looked terrible. But I appreciate what that happened? doing that uh-huh. even though they looked bad. It was like a thing where I was like I you know again this is not to defend the film. I just mean more like I'm tired of, unfortunately, like a lot of MCU stuff these days and stuff, whatever, but I'm tired of just like everything's in a blue screen. Like, yeah, yeah. So I was happy that some of it was attempted at that, but it's like, how in the world have we, have we just like regressed so badly? And something that I find interesting though, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. Now, I know Jackie, you didn't see the second one, but Dana, you've seen all three, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> so how, I find it very interesting that this trilogy on like a lesser degree mirrors the Star Wars sequel trilogy so closely in such a weird way that like, hear me out here. Mm. The first one, I, I actually found the first Jurassic World entertaining. I was not like, no, this I was excited for this. it. Yep. I liked it though. I was like, you know, I, I felt like they still, there were some sequences in that that were suspenseful. Like yeah. Chris Pratt sucks, but when he's like hiding under that Jeep and that Indominus Rex was down there trying to, like there were some sequences. I was like, okay, you still understand the art of suspense here. And the Indominus Rex was a character in that film. You were you were taught to fear it. Yes. Like in this, who cared about anything? But right, so they still were trying to mirror, but they were they were doing callbacks to the original, whatever. But you look at Force Awakens, the biggest the biggest criticism it gets is that it was a recycled version of A New Hope, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of was. Jurassic World was that of to Jurassic Park. You get to the second one, and it was totally like and and opinions about Last Jedi aside, whether you like it or don't like it. It was totally like, okay, let's take this and do a new flavor in a different kind of direction and kind mm-hmm. of bring it somewhere that's totally like, okay, they're trying to unexpected this and that, whatever. And keep in mind, Colin Trevorrow, I believe, I don't know if it was a Star Wars deal or what it was, but he left and executive produced it and they brought J.A. Bayona in, mm-hmm. which is what, what's his face, J.J. Abrams did with mm-hmm. Ryan yep. Johnson, right? And he executive produced, whatever. That one didn't get very well received. And then they were like, okay, whatever. Trevorrow comes back like yeah. Abrams does, tries to bring it back around full circle to what maybe the original plan might have been, I don't know, and tries to jam-pack all this crap, rely overly relies on callbacks to the original trilogy, brings back original cast members and ideas mm-hmm. and things to kind of bring it back to a pretty package of like, oh, but you can still have fun with this. And I was like, this is the same franchise. No, I think that's, I think it's a very accurate analogy because it's also, I think what happens is, okay, they decide to gamble on a different director for the middle one for whatever reason, but the previous people are still like blessing it, right? Because Mm -hmm. they're producing, they're doing whatever. And so then when there's like a glimmer of controversy over it, instead of being like, I trusted them enough to see their vision through, I'm just going to try and like wash over it, you know, Mm -hmm. and just be like, 
look over there. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very, uh, you know, the parallels oh. are definitely there. <laughs> I'm looking just, at my notes. It's very and it says, fascinating. Yeah. My you, notes no, say, I think that's very interesting to see the studios panic and then just. Well, and also like, I don't know if either of you are close enough to Jurassic Park to have realized it from the jump on this film, but Dodson bringing him in as the big bad in this, I was like, Oh my god! Wait, who is like? Well, because Dodson, Dodson's the guy who knew who Newman. It, well, Newman, mm-hmm. what's his face? Nedry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Nedry is trying to steal. Oh, the stuff I didn't for, know that. The stuff for in the Barbasol can. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, barbasol. I knew that the Barbasol can. Was, he's like but, Dodson. Uh, we've got Dodson here because he's like, don't say my name when they're in Costa Rica <laughs> meeting. And it's like, that is the whole, and so it was poetic that he died from Dilophosaurus, because that's what well, Yeah, that Nedry. obviously was. But it was a thing where it's like, you took this, like, really, really, like, D-list character from the first one that was, like, an accessory to a plot, well, and you decided to make him the big bad, and this big, like, <laughs> okay. like it's a reach. <laughs> but I have they to were say, trying. That, that <laughs> character was the most believable character for me because they nailed the CEO thing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, not only do you look like Tim Cook and the Dyson CEO merged into a person, they just got the mannerisms right and, like, the whole, like... Yeah, he was. Drinking your own Kool-Aid and just, like, total lack of... I I thought credit where credit is due yeah, that was like, like a well-performed yes like, like yeah not even no it was like him <laughs> it was it was steve jobs and and again the dyson ceo dude oh yeah 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 like i was just like okay you yeah. nailed this like you yeah, absolutely they, nailed this performance yeah they did and he did a good job and it was like and it's not the same actor of course in Jurassic park but he did he did a good job and i i will say too like i was laughing because the the, the convenience of the plot altogether and like and bringing the, the cast together and stuff was so ridiculous that I also thought that that the woman that I actually I liked her but the pilot lady who got reeled she in with them I, liked her. I mean I liked her no 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 I thought she yeah, gave a good like, performance I was just like yeah. you did you deserved was so, more than this <laughs> I literally thought because everything was so convenient and dumb I literally thought she was Sam Jackson end up being Eden's da- Ian's daughter ah from the oh second, yeah, which I know Jackie used to have to see, but yeah. the Lost World because Ian's got a daughter in that, and I and she has one of the worst parts of the entire franchise in it, but she's yeah. fine otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like they cut you from the team. We're gonna watch Jackie, but yeah. I thought it was gonna end up being her, and I was gonna like kill myself just like, oh that's I, funny. I went with Sam Jackson. That would have been bad too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, it, you know. Yeah. But um, I she was gonna be connected in some way that was so stupid. That I, w- I was just that, but that's what this film did to me. It like set me up for just like, okay, what other dumb thing are you going to do? It was just dumb. I'm looking over my notes and they're obviously in chronological order. People in my screening clapped after the motorcycle chase. No. Wow. Yeah. So question for you, Jackie, since you didn't see the second one, I don't remember. Did we set up the clones in the first one? Second. Okay. The, the, the human the clone. Mm-hmm. Then introducing the idea that this woman birthed her own clone, yeah. I found very upsetting from an yeah. ethics standpoint. Well, it's gross. But yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I thought it was gross and weird, the clone stuff in general, but. It was just such a reach. And then I'm sorry, it was just like, oh, and I can, 
use this thing and release one release one locust and it'll just spread across and it'll I thought that they were gonna, actually I was like yeah that would work that like ridiculous science that they were making up for that okay cool whatever I thought they were going to use that to try to wipe all the dinosaurs out. I thought that's where we were going which would be sad but also like probably the necessary thing to do because I'm sorry those shots at the end pretty as some of them were I was just like nope the nope. horses you and see the- well I'm sorry you see these pterosaurs taking flight and then you see geese with them. I'm like, do you know what the pterosaurs are eating? Do you think those geese are hanging out okay. with them? I'm like, there's no way. And then you see the mosasaurus cozying up with a humpback whale. Do um, you know what a mosasaurus is eating? So question, Matt, you would <laughs> probably be able to answer this question. I didn't remember the logic of the very first Jurassic Park. I yeah. thought they brought back time-appropriate flora and fauna. That was the whole thing. They didn't they brought some things, but that was Ellie's thing where she was just like, "How did you expect that you could bring them back and not feed them what they were eating?" Okay, because the poop and the mm-hmm. okay. So, are these ones able to eat? Like the let's say the herbivores, because that that was the thing to me. I was like, I, yeah, I'm like, what are know, they doing? Like, what, what are, are they, they doing? And yeah. first of all, some of them seemed like they were environments they should not have been. Like the yeah. ones in the snow, I was like, you know what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the ice age. So I know we're experiencing global warming, so it's going to be like slightly warmer. But like, come on. But also, just the dino behavior prior to those scenes even made no sense to me. I get it. We've got these bonkers predators all the time, constantly in peril, but just like the way that they are semi-conscious and like have more than reptilian consciousness sometimes, but are not to the level of like blue, who's apparently like a super genius, you know, Yeah, didn't make sense. There, The scene in the lake, the frozen lake where this, you know, I, I get it. Fine. Cool. You did one with feathers. Yay. Yeah. You know, but then I was like, guess what? You got feathers. You just went in freezing water. Why are you able to swim like that? You know, and then why are you dry immediately afterwards? Yeah, it was it was a lot. Like, I don't an entire amount. And it was just I was hoping there was going to be some like, again, I was happy we were going away from genetically altered. Yeah. But I was then hoping that that one was because it was like, well, right. Well, I was like, what's the explanation here? Because then you you set this up to this point. It's now that's the thing is like, again, the science, the science fiction part of Jurassic Park is is nonsensical in the real world. But it at least is grounded enough to where they say, here is what was done. Live with it. Right. But we've gone to a place where now you can just throw whatever the hell you want out there Mm -hmm. and just like. I'm sorry, and we have these genetically altered like locusts going around, and they're feeding on crops, just not crops that are by biosyn. It was just uh, maybe you could do it, but I was just like, this is so stupid. Like this is, just, and you didn't think anyone would catch on to that. Actually, I thought that was one of the better plot lines of the film, only because I think I can't remember who wrote it. But there's like a sci- science fiction, you know, dystopian futuresque book that's like similar because it's true, right? Like that's absolutely something an evil corporation would do, where it's like. The but way like, corporate was, farming has no, no. I I could do it cleaner. Like, you're, of course, someone's going to realize this. Well, yeah, don't use giant locusts, but like. Well, but I mean, like, of course, someone's going to realize that, like, only your crops aren't affected. Like, yeah, but what are they going to do about it? Right? It's just like I guess, but you yeah, know, unless know. you have the old trio show up. Um, I appreciated that, even though I thought the plot was just like silly. I appreciated that Ellie got to drive that plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that it was her story. I like that because she does play an important part in what she's bringing to the conversation in Jurassic Park, but it's a lot more kind of Alan's film, you know? And I yeah. liked kind of centering it around her, but I thought it was kind of fun. Well, I thought this film, there's an iteration of this film that would, would have been better for me where it's just like, cool, 
we're doing the Biosyn plot line. You know, this is why you have to bring in the old trio. Honestly, just get the, the whole connection to Jurassic World is just maybe get like, oh, we're, we're wrangling the dinosaurs, you know. Yeah. But I didn't need the other film that they no. just jammed in there. I thought Jeff Goldblum was probably the best part of it. And the best yeah. line in the entire movie is Jurassic World, Jurassic not a fan. Jurassic World, not a fan. Yeah. yeah. And it's everyone like, clapped in the theater. I was like, see, everyone, it's like you're in on your they own. They know, show. they know. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you can sort of, I can sort of respect, yeah. you know. Which, you know, to be fair, the first one did, the first Jurassic World did kind of have a certain self-awareness about it where it, it the commentary was kind of like, Ugh, you always have to go and make it bigger and better and crazier and it's not yeah. always better. Like it, that really was right. like but then they what they it. were kind of going for. But it's like, you know, so they, there was, they, but it felt like there was a little bit of self-awareness about it. And then it feels like that's been lost, except for that line. It's yeah. like. He had one no, other that was pretty good. And I can't remember what it was. I was but... laughing pretty, like, like <laughs> this, like the fact that this man, he said he's been there for like six weeks or something. And he is what, like the psychiatrist, whatever, the psychologist. Oh, no, 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 think? no. It's, it's the, the, like, whatever his job field is. Yeah, in whatever residence. it was. And they said it yeah. whatever. Like and chaos theorist had, in residence, you know. Yeah, and he's there, right? And I'm sorry, and his like security band had access to everything. No, I think that is a byproduct of the PR guy helping him. I hope so. I that's that's I, what I, I took away from he was because I was I also hated when he was like, oh, how about you guys do a self tour? And I was like, oh my god, this is so dumb. And I was happy he was in. Yeah, on I it, was so like, okay. thinking that's, that's not dumb. So then um, he gave the access to Ian's risk then that that makes that would make sense because that was really i bumped on that hard i was like yeah i i think they were goldblum has another great line and it is not him it's always him about bd wong oh yeah yeah yeah. i was like always him yeah yep yep this is you you are us sir you are us you are (laughs) yeah i just it made me sad you know because i also like i know how many people work on these films i don't want to knock their work like i but i am i it just like it's taking the joy out. I I think it would take a truly truly horrific film for me to lose my love of Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I certainly don't want to see any more Jurassic World movies. I think they've also sort of. It sounded like based on interviews, they're closing the book on them. But yeah, at least on this like storyline, so I could see some day where they decide they want to try to reboot something, which I would pray they don't do. But at least with this like storyline, it feels like that's what they're doing, which I'm yeah. grateful. I still feel like, I mean, listen, the third Jurassic Park film was trash. So I still feel like the franchise kind of died for me in the 90s, you know, like, or what was that, early 2000s? I don't remember when that was. Yeah. But it was like, I felt like it kind of died with me there where I, I could still watch that and have fun. I was happy to see the pterosaur, like, sequence that's from the first book. I was like, this is fun. But the movie itself was dumb and and everything. And so it felt like, okay, whatever. So these, whatever, they can't ruin it for me. You know, it's, yeah. it's so far gone. But let's let's just agree to stop. Yeah, which will never stop though. Yeah, because bigger is. I mean, they'll never stop as long as it makes money. So it's kind of one of those sad things, you know. I just yeah. hope that they find their Dave Filoni. Yeah. Something. What a yes, yes. Well said. All right. Yeah. Well, we watched a lot this week, but we're watching what? Did we have uh, time to? I had I watched other things, but I, I would love to hear what you two took on this week. Well, I watched the season finale of Barry. Oh, That's yeah. Nice. I watched that today. Put me in oh, a I didn't place. watch. I don't watch that I show. I love Is Barry. It good? Oh, Jack. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. So good. oh, Barry's so good. Yeah, you should watch Barry. It's good, but I could see some of the uncomfortableness, especially in the first season, not yeah. being your favorite thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's improv a- classes. <laughs> yeah. He goes to I, improv I'm, classes. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll check it out. I haven't seen. I don't even like. I know it exists, right? And I think yeah. that guy is funny, but I don't know. I didn't know anything about. Oh, it's more it. serious than it is. Oh, yeah, it's dark. It's, yeah, it's gotten it's darker funny. also it's as it's funny. Progressed. I still laugh in every episode, but it's like a, it's. A I didn't laugh in this last episode. That's true. I didn't laugh at this one either. I don't think we were supposed to. Yeah, but no. most of them, I I do laugh at things like it's funny and it's dark, sarcastic humor. It's like it's yeah. good. And then I went to the new Bev for um, with a friend for um, there was a little Wong Kar Wai um, double feature, and so it was a uh, happy together with you know our Tony Leung and uh, yeah uh, Leslie Chung, and I had actually never seen that movie, and it was really oh. good. And then oh. there was, um, Days of Being Wild, which I had seen, but we watched both. Okay, I haven't seen either actually. They're both very. So that was fun. I will. I will check it out. I've seen. Uh, what did, I was like, what did I watch? Because I've been sick, so I've been home doing it, nothing yeah. but watching no, we things. Haven't, we haven't talked to you in a few. Um. Yeah. And I was like, God, I don't have anything to say for myself. I mean, I do, but like, <laughs> not really. Um. Uh, I watched. I rewatched Bridgerton again. I think okay. it's just like my new comfort show. I guess. So I guess that's what that's where we're at with it. Because I rewatched both seasons. And then I started Netflix's First Kill, which is the new, like, lesbian um, vampire show, um, teenage drama. Fantastic. Um, I'm having a good time with it. To say it's good would be an overstatement. It's incredibly cheesy, and <laughs> it's, it was pretty cheesy. But it's bringing me back. It's, like, making me miss Buffy more than anything, to be honest, because it's not nearly as clever. Mm-hmm or dramatic to be fair and the yeah there's a lot missing from it but uh still enjoying myself so there's that and then i watched mormon like crime true crime thing on netflix what was it called like stay sweet oh stay and, and pray and pray uh, keep, or something. keep sweet pray and obey there we go i watched that that was gross and creepy as you would expect it to be but yeah true crime junkies will probably enjoy it yeah, I don't know what else I watched. Okay. I watched a show called The Deep End or a docuseries called The Deep End. Oh. Uh, it's on Hulu. Wait, is there more of it? Did I? Oh, yeah. That's about like cults and stuff, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. I feel like I it cut it's me like off. A thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's all, it's out now. Oh, That's yeah. so weird. I thought I only watched a few episodes. Okay, so I watched four episodes of The Deep End. Apparently, there is much more of it. It's about, this woman who uh, does YouTube videos. It sounds like she had a very uh, traumatic childhood, but then there's also questions. I, I think she legitimately had a traumatic childhood, but basically she's, you know, internet famous and she holds these gatherings and people pay money. And then there's like an inner circle. And one of her things is, I'm probably going to not paraphrase this correctly, but you know, telling people to embrace their suicidal thoughts instead of being like, no, 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 no don't talk about it. No, whatever. And, you know, some of the conversations she pe- has with people is like, well, why are you here? And, you know, she's not a trained anything. It's very dangerous territory to be in. You know, maybe these are conversations you could have with a trained mental health professional and like explore these pathways, but she is not the person you should be doing that with. And then it's just like, uh, you know, the episodes I've seen at least are about her need for control. And it, it, yeah, so uh, it's on Hulu. It was interesting. I, uh, yeah, I, I. No, see, it says there's only four out so far. So maybe it's... Oh, you know, did I talk about Star Trek and Strange New Worlds? Uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Okay, good. That show's great. Yeah, but the deep end, uh, you know, crime stuff would, would recommend. That sounds interesting. I remember I was like, 
thinking about watching it and then I didn't yeah. for whatever reason, but I started watching the new Queer as Folk on Oh, I did too, but it was a little dark for me. It ended in a place where I was like, I get it and I yeah. I like understand you for doing this, but I'm not in a place where I can watch this, right? That now. is totally fair. Yes. It was tough to watch before Pride Weekend as well. Just, <laughs> well, just that U-Haul full of guns and stuff, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I had literal nightmares about going to Pride, and I actually ended up not going because I had a nightmare about like a shooter. And I was just like, I know this is a no, I'm not I, I'm not in a place I can and also like COVID. Yes, but I think it's a well done show. Um, I think my current main criticism of it is that cool we have a really inclusive cast it's amazing there are two characters with disabilities played by actual actors with disabilities which is nice you know we've got a ton of racial representation obviously uh you know i think the older versions it was mostly just like gay lesbian and now we have like trans characters and non-binary characters <laughs> and, and they were all white but my problem is i have yet to see an asian character as a main character yeah and it's a bummer right because it's like you hit almost every checkbox why were we forgotten in this? And then the last thing I watched this week is called RRR. And I want to know if the two of you have seen anything about this. I haven't. No. It is a truly spectacular Bollywood film that is on Netflix that started going a little bit viral. And so people are like hyping it up. And have, if you've seen, have you seen clips from Indian action films before? No. <laughs> they are. No. no. Uh, spectacle is the correct word for them because there is just so you know there's a style to it for sure that is I think different from what we're used to watching but it's just super exaggerated it's it's wild they're always wild for this film was 5.5 billion dollars dollars or local maybe Oh, yeah. probably local. Okay, yeah. that makes so this a was, right. this was, I was about but, to be like, holy shit. No, no, but this was a huge film, right? And I think it was like a oh, worldwide box office. Netflix acquired the rights. It started like trending online and it's three hours long. And I, I saw a sequence from it they posted. And I was like, I have to watch this. Matt, it's playing at the it's playing at the draft house. In LA. Please go see it. I would I would go with you to watch it at the draft house and see it in a theater. Um, uh, it's only playing at noon, so none of us can go because we have jobs. But it's <laughs> work from home, baby. But funny. <laughs> yeah, but it, so it's like it's starting to gain a following, you know. And and so I was like, I have to watch this. The thing that I took away from it, and wanting to discuss it the week that we talked about Jurassic World Dominion, is that. It has some CG stuff, you know, it's not great, but the action is very stylized and like over the top. And yet it felt more real than watching Jurassic World Dominion. And I think Aww. part of it is because it's just like the stunt stuff. You know, there's like tiny spoiler. There's a scene where somebody's getting like mauled by a CG tiger, but the person who's getting mauled is doing a very good job of acting against the nothing, you know, and they like paid attention to that. And I think there's actual like a squib going off and, you know, all this stuff. And there's like so many extras in every scene because there's the person power available. But it's it's truly a, a, one of the most ridiculous, spectacular films I've seen in a while. And so I uh, I watched that today. It was nice to be able to pause it because it was so long. But yeah, RRR, uh, it's, uh, it's quite a film. It has everything. It has a dance sequence, you know, making fun of colonizers. Uh, you know, it has tigers fighting wolves and then it has a man like punching his way out of a crowd of a thousand people. So that's all in the first hour. Did you guys hear the new Joker has Lady Gaga and it's going to be a musical? I heard that it is, they are talking about that. I don't know if that's, you know, going to come to fruition yet. It's quite possible. Yeah. 
but we live in the, the darkest joker. timeline if that's the case like a movie about the joker the second yeah, like the a sequel, sequel like the, the, the todd phillips they're like, making Joaquin. a sequel to that yeah they're making a sequel to it and then apparently lady gaga's in it it's gonna be a musical as harley quinn with harley quinn or as harley quinn i'm gonna kill myself but again let's, this is <laughs> this is this is early speculation you know nobody's signed nothing is announced we can still hold out hope sequel. I don't want to. I hated that. I hated that movie. I refused to watch that movie. I was, I was like, like, no, this is correct. not going to be my thing. It was. It was so. I hated it so much. Maybe it's not for that. But anyway, R R R. I I recommend it. Okay. Recommend it certainly more than I recommend Jurassic World Dominion at this point. <laughs> so I should watch it instead of watching Jurassic World again. Yes, I'm not doing. I'm saying yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somebody asked me. They're like they hadn't seen Jurassic World, the first of the that trilogy. And they're like, oh, should I watch it now? And I was like, I don't – at the time, I would have said yes. Yeah, but you're better off now just kind of, like, letting it go. Right. And now I'm like – well, especially, like, for me, again, I know I, I keep bringing Jurassic it up. But, like, World, though. I think it's a good time. Well, but, the, like, the Pratt thing for me, I was like, I'm no longer in good conscience. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. want to recommend this. Also, also, like, now it's such – I mean, not to go back into the whole thing, but it's such a trilogy mm-hmm. that, like, you can watch – the first Jurassic Park, you can watch The Lost World, and you're welcome to hate that if you want. But it doesn't ruin Jurassic Park. It's totally separate, yeah. right? Like, it's expanding upon it. But Jurassic World decided it was a trilogy. Yeah. And so it, it leaves you in a place where you know there's another one coming. And so it's, it's still, yeah, you can watch the first one, but I almost would, yeah, I would almost say, like, yeah, just yeah I was I was just like, you know, just rewatch Jurassic Well, and then with Pratt and stuff, there's enough working against it now that it's like, just work, just avoid it. Yeah, or like, you know, I didn't love Bryce Dallas Howard's character in that. I thought, yeah, like, you know, yeah. the stupid running in heels. Anyway. Right. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's enough working against it where you can just kind of say, nah. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you both. Yes, thank you all. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So Miss Marvel's friend on the show is named Bruno, even though we don't talk about Bruno. And then the agents from the mid-credits scene, we have seen the male agent before. He's in No Way Home, and he accuses Aunt May of child endangerment. And then the woman is new to the MCU. They're both agents with the U.S. Department of Damage Control, or DODC, which is an offshoot department of S.H.I.E.L.D. They were apparently in the show, or not these characters, but the DODC is featured in the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., And then for Obi-Wan, Tala is the name of Indira Varma's character. And also finally, the person who I think the Biosyn CEO from Jurassic World Dominion looks like is Sir James Dyson, who is in the commercials and, you know, it it was also the inventor and or founder of the Dyson Company. And then if you mixed him with Steve Jobs, that's who the Biosyn CEO is. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.